Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is July 5th, 2022. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And uh, joining us today, of course, our Uptime panel, uh, we do bring back today Pastor Patrick Winfrey. We bring back Robert Hagen. Uh, we bring back Brother Dustin from Busy for the Lord channel. And of course, Brother Joe from Clouds LI. And welcome back, Brother Kevin Hookman. Uh, Brother Bob Barber could not make it tonight. He is on vacation with his family. And uh, of course, we, uh, we hope he's doing well and pray that uh, his family is going to be blessed, have a blessed vacation. And uh, welcome back, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed your 4th of July weekend. Um, welcome back. Can you hear me? Good to be here. Howdy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good to have you guys. Uh, verse of the day, and in that day shall ye say, praise the Lord call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. That's Isaiah 12, 4, and that is Bible Gateway's verse of the day today. I felt the, uh, the need to put that up. Um, that intro was, uh, you, you've used that before. That's, that's so, I, I was sitting here just really being blessed listening to it. He's you know, just powerful, just you know, just—I don't know—just you know, power in every word. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's, Just—it is a powerful sermon. Uh, yeah, Doctor S. M. Lockridge, and uh, yeah, we've used it before, and it's—it's um, it's a little bit long, but it was just—it came to my mind. and said, "You know what? We have to do this again. We have to do it for this intro tonight. We just have to because it's so powerful, and it really shows people." who we are serving here and and we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God, no doubt. Um, and we're not serving religion. Uh, no. We're serving, we're serving uh, a living God that has done some, you know, something amazing has done something for to each and every one of us that has changed us from the inside. And, you know, we've had our testimonies on here. Each one of you have been on this program before and have shared your testimonies. Uh, folks, go back to, to listen to some of these gentlemen's testimonies. It is, they're phenomenal, and it's all glory to God for them. I mean, really. Um, before we begin, I just want to discuss a little bit about last week's um, topic and uh, webcast. I know we had uh, quite a mix of those who have been blessed by it and those who uh, yeah. not, read, not, so, yeah, not so much. Um, listen, we, we're not here to uh, do anyone wrong. We don't want any, you know, to, to lead anyone astray in any, in anywhere, any, any point. Uh, what we are doing here, you know, this is not a denomination by any means. Uh, this is an online educational forum. Um, sometimes we bring on guests uh, that, you know, bring to the table what they have felt that they needed to bring to the table. Um, they're going out, of, you know, going out of faith by doing that. Um, I have my own opinions on it. Um, certainly you have shared your opinions on it, a number of people. Um, 
uh, on the comments section last week, and that's and that's fine. Your your voices are heard. Um, what I think you should understand is also we allow other people to have their voice, and uh, we do believe in freedom of speech. Um, there are certain things that we may not agree up upon, um, but rest assured, your voices are heard. Okay, you are heard on this uh, on this platform, and uh, we thank you for that. It, it happened to be a good friend of. Uh, Brother Robert here, and um, we, you know, I agreed to have him on. Uh, there are certain things in there, you know, in that uh, on the website that people have addressed oh, yeah. um, that they, you know, did not see the gospel. Um, I, I got, I have to be honest with you, I, I did not read that much into it. Um, you know, I trusted Robert in, you know, bringing someone well, on that he thought would be good, and I'm not he, pointing any fingers yeah. at all, um, but. We do believe that you know he he had uh, you know he had the right to come on and and well they yeah. you know in in uh, if I can just say one thing and I'm not going to go on here and and try to try to speak for uh, Dale I've known Dale for years and uh, I know him as a uh, a man who a man of God a man who who does who endeavors to walk with the Lord and and teach the truth and and I'll I'll, I'll I have his back any any time he call any time he calls me. Uh, if some people thought that, you know, some of the comments were just way out way out in left field, and the, these people uh, they, you know, if you don't know if you don't know the person, and and all of a sudden it was there was some pretty intense stuff on there. But as far as uh, knowing him over the years, uh, him and his wife and and what they've done for people. And I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful he's my brother. And, and uh, just like all of you guys are, I'll, I'll, I'll come, I'll fight with you too. I mean, not with you, but I'll, you know, we're, we'll band together. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, say, well, yeah, he was way off in this and that and the other thing, because he's, um, he's a teacher um, maybe some people don't agree with some of the ways he goes about things, but at the same time, you know, maybe if you take the time to do a little bit of research and, and, uh, go to his website, you might learn a few things. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can always agree with everything that, that each other, you know, each of us believes, but, you know, there's even things that, uh, that Dale talks about that kind of, I, I kind of wonder sometimes, but. Just knowing, you know, the last thing I'll say is just knowing him like I have over the years. I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for asking him to come on here. Um, Greg agreed to it, and I thought it was a pretty good program. So, and I think Bob got it. I think Bob enjoyed it, and uh, so yeah. Well, Bob and I, well, Bob and I right? both agreed to have him on, and uh, you know, yeah. I mean, primarily, I mean, we, you know, listen, it's someone, it's a good friend of yours, and. Um, there, there are certain areas where, you know, we need to pray also about certain things too. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad we have a community here to discuss these things openly and, and also serve as a warning because listen, we, we receive it. We receive your warnings, folks. Your, your voices are heard, believe it or not, they are heard. So, um, you know, you're going out of faith doing that. So by, by, uh, doing warnings and, um, 
yeah, we'll certainly pray about it. Um, I have my own opinions about it and certainly all of you as well. Um, but um, yeah, let's, we'll keep it at that. And, um, you know, if you're convicted about it, you know, then yeah, then don't, don't go to the site. Absolutely. Um, we, we suggest that you continue to pray about it and we'll, we will do the same. And uh, we appreciate your, your input. One of, the, on one of the best things about freedom of speech is that we can, we can come on here and, and discuss things as, as gentlemen, as brothers in the Lord. And, you know, we don't, we don't always, <laughs> we don't always see eye to eye and everything, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's a, there's been a lot of, I believe there's been a lot of goodness come out of uh, this program over the years it's been on. And uh, I'm believing a lot of people have turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I'm, that's, that's why, that's why uh, Greg started Amen. this. And that's that's yeah. why we do this. Amen. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk Let's about go. Good Let's news. do it. Oh, Good yeah. news. God. Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Uh uh, Brother Patrick, you've been busy. You've been doing, you know, you have your own channel. You, you've you been busy doing your thing. And I know you've been bringing up the rapture also. Uh, a lot of people anticipating uh, this being the time, of the season. And we do believe that this is the season. But, you know, what do we mean by season? Uh, how much longer? I mean, we don't we don't really know. Right. Amen. Um, but what do, what do you do to continue to encourage, uh, uh, you know, you're gathering your your. Um, I hate to use the word followers, but, you know, um, <laughs> you know, the Lord had given me a couple of Bible verses to share from Ephesians chapter three. And then after hearing you, I didn't I didn't watch you guys show, so I didn't know anything about it. But I mean, it makes total sense why the Lord gave me this text from Ephesians chapter three. If I could read a few verses, if that's all right. Absolutely. Let's bring them up. Starting from uh, starting at verse eight. OK. And then. um as a matter of fact, I mean, I don't know how many verses I've, uh, through verse 13. Maybe we'll stop there. And um, but there I may end up reading more because, I mean, I was thinking about us uh, in Ephesians 4, verse 1 through 7. I know it's a lot, but um, there's two points I wanted to make. So let me let me. Uh, all right, Start I'm on first. Ephesians chapter 3 right now. That's fine. I'll just go for it. OK, so we can get into it. Okay, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints in this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So I just want to say this right off the bat. And, you know, this is the message from the Lord. It makes total sense after I just heard you guys. Paul, who is probably considered the greatest apostle. He said, I'm the least of all the saints. Now, if you go read Paul's letters, you will see. When he started out, he wasn't saying that. He was saying that, well, you know, about the other apostles, etc. Then he gets finally at his maturity before he was martyred for the Lord. He said, I, I'm, you know, I'm the greatest of sinners. So the apostle Paul demonstrates humility right here. And so for all the people who are perfect, and some people might use the, self, the word self-righteous or whatever, you know, going after people for their imperfections. Look at the Apostle Paul. He's saying right here, I'm the least among all the saints. And he said, you know, God's using me with the Gentiles because he gave me grace to do it. So it's it's the grace of God, brothers and sisters. So it always perplexes me, especially people 
when the top thing they tout is grace, you know, like it's, you know, they, they talk about grace as an, even as an excuse to sin. They're the very ones who are the first ones to not give other people grace. So Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, brothers and sisters. So you don't want anyone, you know, to be judging you and attacking you, especially when someone puts themselves out as a servant of the Lord, trying to share what they feel like the Lord showed them. I didn't even see the show. I don't know anything about this brother. I know that my two of my brothers on here said that this guy is a brother. So they're my brothers, and they said the guy is our brother, my brother, so I accept that and receive that from them. And so none of us are perfect. They're, and that's the thing that I always see, particularly when I come on uptime, because there's lots of comment feeds. I see this intolerance for someone else's view, non-essential doctrines. So in other words, there's people that don't believe in the rapture, pre-tribulation rapture, and they come on full of anger, not in love, attacking people. Oh, you're going to hell if you believe in the rapture, this, that, and the other. Brothers and sisters, this is not what God called us to do. This is the work of the enemy. And so that's why I want to read these other two verses real quick, right in a row. Okay. And it's uh, verse 10, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers. Okay. So there's the holy angels and then there's the principalities and powers that most people think about fallen angels all that but it's also holy angels to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold manifold wisdom of god according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in christ jesus so in other words the lord wants to use the church the lord displays to devil to the devil to demons to angels to the lost god shows his purpose through us brothers and sisters That's why the Lord said, let your light shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So imagine this. Every time I come on this show, the Lord leads me to say the same thing. The Lord's number one priority is to seek and save the lost. Matthew 28, the great commission. Go into all the world and making disciples of the nations, right? So how do you think it's going to look when a non-believer comes into the comments and they're attacking each other? This is what the enemy desires, brothers and sisters, not the will of God. As a matter of fact, Jesus even told us in Matthew 16, if you've got a problem with your brother, go to him privately. Discuss it with him. If he won't listen to you, go take other witnesses with you. If they if they won't listen, go to the church. It doesn't say to try to publicly humiliate and berate and attack yeah. other Christians. So right off the bat, you're out of the will of God. This is not love. And I see it on the comments. I mean, that's why I'm a tight moderator on my channel. Because I want us to have the love of unity and the bond of peace. So let me read this. This is the word the Lord gave me for tonight. And now I see why. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's just skip ahead to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Oh, verse 1. Go with verse 1. And therefore I, Paul, therefore the prisoner of the Lord, beseech thee. See, we're all prisoners of the Lord. We're servants of the Lord. I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation or calling wherewith you were called. Walk worthy of the calling. We're called to be light in this world, salt and light. We're called to be saints and kings and priests unto God with all lowliness. See, that's the word that Paul used earlier. Paul said, you know, I'm the least among the saints. With all lowliness, humility, humble yourself, and meekness. When you're on there being an obnoxious troll, 
That is the opposite of meekness. If I looked up meekness in the dictionary, that's the opposite is your picture. It's like, you know, people always mistake. That's the devil's people. Fallen people mistake Jesus's meekness for weakness. Correct. A pastor, a lot of people think pastors, oh, they're being meek, not weak. They're entertaining you because you're a baby in the faith. But there's a time for rebuke, and this is it for those who need it. There you go. Meekness and long-suffering. Long-suffering. So that means if you have patience, someone is saying something that you think is false doctrine, you, you long-suffer with them. You say, well, maybe the guy just doesn't know better. Forgive him, Lord, he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, no, maybe I'm wrong. That's always a possibility. Forbearing one another in love. In love. Yeah. enduring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Every time I come on here, the Lord leads me to say that. We're supposed to have unity in the spirit in the bond of peace. So I, if I'm following Jesus and you're following Jesus, we, we're, if we've got both got our eyes on Jesus, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be in agreement? <laughs> agreement. Amos 3.3. 3. So we're together in Christ. And Jesus, even, you know, the Bible says, you know, who are you to judge another man's servant? So the Lord has people in different places, you know, and different and different levels in him and different relationships and different callings. You can't judge other people's calling. The hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. Therefore, in one body and one spirit, even as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all in you all. But every one of us is according to the measure of the gift of Christ. That's right. So that's it, brothers and sisters. We all have different callings. We all have different places. Not everyone's a pastor. Not everyone's an evangelist. We all have our places in Christ, brothers and sisters. So we're supposed to come to the thing about uptime. I agree. We come together and you have people from different ideas about one saved, always saved. Is a biggie always on this channel? There are people that sincerely with Bible verses believe it's possible for someone to walk away from the Lord. There's other people who sincerely believe it's not. Just like there's people that don't believe in the rapture, brothers and sisters. So we, the Bible says, examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. It doesn't say for you to examine me to see if I be in the faith. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, judge not, lest you be judged. For the, you know, the same measure you use is going to be measured back to you. So what we need to do, the number one thing, we need to humble ourselves. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. So I don't even know if the guy has a bunch of er- This brother has lots of errors or not. I didn't even see it. But I do know that people in the comments are not called by God to be saying mean and wacky things. And I know I've seen those comments before. And this is definitely not from God. You're you're revealing something about yourself, lack of love, lack of humility. And so that's what I say. What God wants us to do, brothers and sisters, is to be in love and in unity. Jesus said, people will know you're my disciples because you have love one for another. That's what the Lord has called us to love the greatest of these these three things remain faith hope and charity or love and the greatest of these is love so the lord wants us to have love brothers and sisters love for one another jesus said that the world may know that you are my disciples so the bottom line i'm getting at is the time of the gentiles to be full is when the last gentile gets saved and people ain't going to get saved when you're so in discord among the brethren and that's exactly what people are doing we're supposed to present the love of Christ and the and the unity that we have and the bond of peace as we are all bond servants of Jesus Christ. We have one Lord, one master. That's Jesus Christ. My master is not a doctrine, the gospel, you know, uh, the rapture, King James only, 
once saved, always saved, or whatever. None of those doctrines are my Lord and my God. Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ, the great I am, he is my Lord and my Savior. He's my God. I put my trust in him, not in any doctrine. And he told me to forgive people as he's forgiven me, or he won't forgive me. He told me to love one another as he's loved me. And Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So that's what we're called to do, brothers and sisters, is to walk in love and humility and peace. And that is a message in my heart from the Lord tonight, that we're going to be rapture ready. And so that's like what Brother Greg asked me. How do you encourage people? You don't encourage people by 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 trolling and, and attacking and mocking someone's doctrine you don't agree with. We encourage each other by saying, well, you know, I know Brother Greg's not perfect. I know Brother Robert's not perfect. I'm not sure. perfect. You know, we all have a desire. We're, that, that's how we get, you know, it says he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. So I know all these brothers are truth seekers. I know they want to get closer to the Lord, know the Lord better, understand the Lord better, the Bible, the end times, the rapture. So the way to know more about the rapture is not listen to, you know, to uh, read books necessarily. But what it's do is to seek the Lord. The Lord wants us to seek him. Right. And that's what I, that's my ministry, brothers. You ask me, what I do is tell people, seek and you shall find. Ask and it'll be given unto you. Knock, it'll be open to you from the Lord. You know, I'm not here to give you just a fish. I'm here to teach you how to fish so you can get your own manna from the Lord. Not just riding off somebody else's relationship with the Lord. So, yeah, you do that when you baby Christians, non-believers and babies. You give them the, this, the milk. But it's time, brothers and sisters, for all of us to grow up and get meat from the Lord ourselves, from his word and by his spirit. Okay, brothers and sisters, I'll stop right there. Hey, okay. We can, we can go ahead and close the program now. <laughs> <laughs> I always come with more barrels. I'm sorry. That's, I can't help. Oh, why are you sorry? Uh, that, was, that was very, that was, uh, that was powerful. And uh, yeah. I tell you, I agree with you. It's, it's, uh, it's very important that we have the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. It's a, in a, in a threefold cord is not easily broken. I mean, and we're on here. Uh, another thing that comes to mind is uh, iron sharp, sharpeneth iron. You know, we're not by any, by any stretch of the imagination am I a Bible scholar. Far from it. I know a little bit. I know, you know, maybe I can contribute from time to time some things. But the, the bottom line is what uh, Patrick was saying there. You know, we, we really, our, our whole goal is to bring people home. It's like, it's like the, uh, the prodigal son, or the, the, I, I like to call it the, the parable of the forgiving father. The father's waiting for you to come home. And he's not just sending a servant out there to see if you're coming. He's, he's out there every day looking. And, and uh, when, you know, when, when you finally realize that you need the Lord Jesus Christ and you make that decision, your life will change. It's not necessarily going to be easy. A lot of times it's really hard to, you know, come through things and, and realize that you, that you can't do it on your own strength. But by no means does that mean that you're weak. There's another good point you brought up there, uh, Patrick, is meekness is not weakness. Amen. That's it. Jesus Christ was the strongest man that ever lived. He was not. He was not weak. You know, some of these paintings irritate me. These they show this frail little, you know, skinny, beaten wimp. You know, anything but that. 
<clears throat> but at the same time, most people would have died from the beating yeah. before he even got on the cross. That's right. Exactly. That's right, Joe. Exactly. Amen. And and I think that that's the, you know, that was a really, uh, that was great what you said. I I'm I'm glad you brought all that up because if we could have that unity, um, it would be it would be a whole lot better all the way around for people that are coming on here seeking truth. Because you know when I was into Buddhism, if I'd come on here and seen all that arguing, I would have I never would have come back. Yeah, there's no peace in that. There's no peace, yeah. and that's why that's why for me, I mean, I just say that. Uh, what you guys should do, and maybe you're already doing it, I don't know, and then, you know, is to pray uh, and have better moderation. But we should also pray because actually it is the work of the enemy because you think about it, the enemy doesn't want people to get saved. And I say that in love because I know there's people in the comments, they probably didn't think about it. They're not intentionally doing that. Maybe I'll say this as I've been a pastor for 22 years and I'll say this. Most people, this is I'll say this. People see like people being mean and rude in the comments. And then we are looking at the fruit. This person is being obnoxious and belligerent. But I'll say this. The Lord looks at the root. The Lord deals with roots. So people who are doing that, there's some root problem they have. You know, they've been hurt by false doctrine or whatever. They've got this hurt. And instead of coming on here to receive healing and unity and fellowship with fellow brothers and sisters, they're coming out and lashing out, see? And I mean, that's where the pastor part and the spirit, the Holy Spirit part comes in. Because like an alcoholic, that's a fruit. The real problem is not alcohol. It's like depression. And, and then even the root deeper than that. They were abused as a child or whatever. That's where we need the power of the spirit flowing through us. When we pray for people, when we minister to people, they, people have uh, motivations like they some people don't want there to be a rapture because they don't want to get right with God. Their real motivation is they don't want to stop sit, living in sin. Other people want the rapture to happen real bad, not because they love Jesus, but because, well, their life is miserable. Amen. You yep. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's why that's why I say to all the audience, examine yourself. Why do I want the rapture to happen? Is it because I, I mm -hmm. can't stand to be away from Jesus? I want to be with God. I want to be with the Lord. You know, I want to be out of this world because we, you know, the Great Commission, which is what we're talking about here, the ultimate thing is evangelism here for us and telling people. So if I love the Lord, the Lord came to seek and save the lost. He came to save men and not destroy them, right? So Jesus, the Bible says we're supposed to have the mind of Christ. So we should be focused on the Great Commission, seeking and saving the lost. So if I love the rapture more than I do the lost, as Paul said, to live as Christ and die is gain. I want the rapture to be today, but Thank you I want God's will to be done more yes. than I want to be raptured. If Thank the you Lord's going to rapture us when he's ready. That's it, right? Amen. So we should say to ourselves, why do I want to be raptured? Don't I want to do the will of God. I mean, not everyone's going to go out and win a hundred people or a thousand, but you could be an intercessor, a prayer warrior. If you're homebound or whatever, God has something for you to do. And so you asked me, Greg, what to encourage people run the race that God called you to run because when the rapture happens, it's going to be over with. And every person who's hearing me has some relative, some friend that's not saved. And you imagine there you are in heaven. And then here they are at the judgment seat, getting ready to go to hell. And it's like, they're looking at you. You never told them. You, you never told me. Yes, of course, it's not your responsibility that they went to hell. But God gave you the opportunity and their brains and the word of God in your heart to share the gospel. And you chose not to do it because you wanted to get out of here. 
Remember that, brothers and sisters. This is when the rapture happens, their game is over. Our life, our race is over. Whatever you could have done, your chance is finished. It's for eternity. People went to hell that you could have evangelized, even though, of course, it's up to the Lord. I'm saying that we should all have the desire to do the will of God. So think about that. Think Amen. About that, brothers and sisters. Okay. Amen. Yeah, no, you 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 hit the nail on the head. I mean, really, but you're either looking for the rapture because it's the rapture, or you're not looking for someone's not looking for the rapture because you know they they want to they have another ulterior motive. They have something else that's going on in the heart. Um, but really, it does boil down to believing in the heart, right? Uh, belief in the heart and 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 where we're going to go. Uh, eventually after our time is up here, but it, it's not our time. We're not on our clock. This is, we're on the Lord's clock folks. We're, you know, we're servants of the Lord. We're on his clock and yeah, it's easy to say, okay, well, you know, we want to get out of here as, as soon as possible. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't love this world. Okay. I, I don't love anything of it. Um, uh, and I, I, I assume that most of you on, you know, listening or watching tonight don't either. And it's one of the reasons why you want to be out of here. And, and that's fine. That's totally, that's fine. Because you want to be with the Lord Jesus. That's okay. That's not what we're saying here. It's that sometimes, you know, we have to look, examine ourselves like Pastor Patrick saying, and why we really want that rapture to happen. So do that on your own. Don't, you know, don't put, put the blame on us or, you know, uh, fire out your comments and stuff because this has to be upon yourself. It's your relationship with the Lord. You have to you have to pray about it and really find out deep down what it is, why you really want that rapture to happen, why you want the rapture to happen. So great, yeah, great uh, preaching there, brother. Thank you for that. And even and even if you uh, you know to to go in another direction with something that you were saying. Um, over the years, um, I've shared the word with uh, everybody in my family. Uh, my dad passed away in 2010. My mom's still around. My brothers and sisters, my uh, nieces and nephews. And uh, I was on Facebook um, the other day, and uh, my niece made a comment. And uh, it was it was really something I had to, I just, you know, I, I just couldn't pass over. So I went in there and I, you know, I made a comment about the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, then I started getting all this, all this junk from different people. And uh, my niece's husband got on there and said that he had read the Bible from uh, cover to cover when he was in college. And he wrote all this stuff out. And then he said down at the bottom, why would I want to, why would I want to uh, serve a God like that? And so, <laughs> I went back on there and I said, well, I'm not, I'm not on here making comments to try to save agnostics. You know, um, I don't honestly feel, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still going at it. I'm still sharing the word with them, but I'm not going to back. I'm not going to back down when I, when stuff like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm not going to argue with them and I'm certainly not going to back down. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you know, it's it it hurts when it's family. You know, Bob Barber was talking about that. How a lot of the members of his family have no don't want to have anything to do with what he's teaching and things like that. 
and I'm sure we all have stories like that, but at the same time, uh, we need to we need to endeavor to be faithful to the Lord and, and realize, and one thing I've said over the years we've been on here, is one thing about the Lord is he's always faithful and just. And, and so, you know, we, I can't say that I'm always faithful and just. I endeavor to be faithful to the Lord, but I'm not always faithful to the Lord. Um, at the same time, you know, we're, it's, it's a walk. It, it's, it's a day by day. Uh, you know, we, we put off the old man and we're renewed daily, it says. And, and hopefully we're renewed with the word in our minds to the point where we're, we're endeavoring to walk like the Lord Jesus Christ did. And then some people say, well, that's impossible. But we're endeavoring to walk like he walked. Why not, why not do that? If, if you spend more time trying to do that than criticizing and doing all these other things, your, your time would be, you'd be busy. You know, I mean, if, if all, if all I, I did all the time was, was go on Facebook and argue with people and say, well, you know, you, you've got to become a Christian and, and you, you can't have any thoughts of your own or anything like that. You'd never, you're never going to win anybody. But if a door opens when you're on there or some, you know, the Lord, he does open doors in very interesting places at times for you to share the word with people, doesn't he, Joe? I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of times it's it's just out of the blue. You know, this fellow, his name is Stephen, that said all these things. Now, I don't dislike him. In fact, he's a nice guy. But at the same time, now I know where he's at so I can pray for him. Exactly. And maybe have some type of... Uh, communication with him that is a little better next time. Maybe I shouldn't have said I, I didn't want to, I'm not trying to convert the agnostics. He might, he might have taken that the wrong way. I'll give, I'll give you credit because when you go on that, those platforms, that's walking into virtual Sodom. And that's the reality of this world. When you go on those platforms, it, it's a form of Sodom um, and Gomorrah. Because most of these people always attack. And if it's not them, it's going to be the algorithm and the trolls. And it's designed to do that because that platform belongs to the enemy. And the fact that he told you he read the Bible from beginning to end, what was he looking for? Across these people, I just asked the Father to convict them through the Holy Spirit and convict them hard. Because everybody on this panel has had a hard conviction. And we know those are tough. Paul had a hard conviction when... um, Patrick was talking about the comments. You know what comes to mind? There was a guy named Saul who got a bunch of people to get mad at a guy that was saying something that they didn't agree with, and they stoned him to death. So when I see these parties of commenters come together, I know it's from the enemy. Because what they do is they're throwing virtual stones. So that's why that's how you know it's from Satan. Like, we don't agree on everything on this panel all the time, but I would never condemn somebody for not agreeing with me. And that's how you know, is it coming from God, your comments, or is it coming from the pits of hell? So we see that, especially on the Internet. And then people, you know, it takes time to build patience and, and, and to be humble when, you're, when um, you disagree with somebody. And, you know, that's how you know who's a babe in Christ and, you know, who's walking with the Lord. And it takes time because there's nobody here on this panel that didn't agree with somebody at some point in a you know, in a negative way. And then we, we convict ourselves, the Holy Spirit convicts us, and we repent, and we move forward. 
But, you know, that's an example of what Saul did to Stephen. He, you know, he, he got him and his friends. They attacked him. And look, the guy that was on, I'm sure I don't agree with everything he said. But he believes in Jesus Christ. And if God says that, you know, we're supposed to love our brother no matter what. Jesus said, don't, you know, put the sword down. He told Peter, get behind me, Satan. He told him, put the sword down as well. So, you know, all these apostles have been guilty of it because we all have. But when I see those comments, you know, about going on Facebook, I give you credit. That takes courage. And you will get a big blessing for that because nobody wants to do that. Nobody. You imagine right now us going on to whatever social media platform you're on and telling people, hey, the rapture is coming. Jesus Christ is real. Um, you know, t- there's time to repent and make yourself right with Christ. I mean, the attacks will go on for weeks. Well, sure. They'll go on yeah. for weeks. I went to family members when I told them I had rapture dreams and I, and I seen things happen. Oh man! And uh, I, I sat down. I sat down with my grandparents, you know, Catholics, and I went to my uncle, you know, and they claim to be believers. But then when I say anything from the Bible, it's like, well, it didn't come out of the Pope's mouth, so I can't. I can't accept you. I can't accept you as 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 a, a messenger of God, you know, one of His people. And meanwhile, it says specifically in the book that in the end times, I will give people information about what's going to happen. Maybe you know, you should listen to them. So they just don't know. And, and then that, that's how the enemy creeps in. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Brother so, Dustin and uh, and Kevin. Yeah, Dustin. <laughs> You've been quiet. What's going on, you guys? <laughs> uh, you're you're muted. All right. That's why you're. That's why you've been quiet. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Your mic, your mic is not working. No, I'm talking to Brother Dustin. Okay. We can't hear you now. You talking to me? All right, uh, Kevin. See anybody else around here? Go yes. ahead. Yeah, he's he's got to he's got to deal with his mic. I'm uh, yeah, I'm chatting with the, with everybody. So that's what yes, I've been. Yes, you're keeping busy. Um, I'm definitely keeping busy. That's for sure. I'm doing the work of the Lord. Um, you're busy, yeah. busy for the Lord. That's right. That's right. So without Bob, I'm the only one moderating his, his channel. He's got 308 people in, in his in his uh, watching live. So, yes, I'm keeping busy, but I'm listening to you guys. I can do two things at once. Good. All right. Brother Dustin's going to join us in a little bit. But um, anyway, so, uh, Robert, I didn't mean to cut you off uh, if you had something there that you needed to say, but I wanted to be sure that everyone has a chance to speak. Yeah, no, things. I'm no, I'm I didn't you know, I've, I've already I've already said enough for tonight, you know. I just um I really you know, I'm I'm real thankful for the opportunity to come on here every week. Hey Dustin. Hey. There you go. Technical so, difficulties. Sorry about that, brothers. Well it's good to have you back on here. All right. So with everything we've been saying, Dustin, what what are your comments on this? Uh, you agree? Uh, well, I to... like talking about the hard stuff. I like what, what Pastor said about keeping the unity of the body of Christ, because that's something that, honestly, I struggle with in my flesh. You know, being um, having the YouTube ministry busy for the Lord, you get a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life, denominations. Uh, you have people that are obviously going to disagree with you, even over the finer points of the rapture. Um, and some people go so far as to argue that if you have the wrong interpretation of scripture, that you're damned and it gets, it gets crazy. And 
um, it's important that we remember, uh, basically get back to scripture and, and get back to what the Paul's epistles say. And when you guys were discussing this, I thought of Ephesians chapter four, verse 29, which says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that you may impart hearers, uh, a grace to the hearers and do not grieve the Holy spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know, there's been many times I've uh, wanted to say something out of my flesh and the Lord stopped me right there. And I'm glad that he did. And sometimes we really have to uh, check ourselves because it's so easy to fly off the handle, you know, when it comes to offense, when we get offended. Um, I'll just give you an example. This past week, um, I had another YouTube, another YouTuber um, take some of my content off of my Rumble page. And I, I don't subscribe to this person, but I happen to see it. You know, when you, you get on YouTube, you can see it on the home screen. And I saw it. I was like, wow, that's my video. So I went and I checked it out. And the person had edited the intro and the outro of the video. And they had taken the video out of Rumble. And then there was no, like, you know, giving me credit or giving me a link within the description page. And I got really angry because underneath in the description page, they were asking for support for their ministry but they had failed to, you know, give credit to whatever content that I was putting out there. Wow. And I really, really wanted to attack this person in my flesh. I wanted to attack this person. So, but then I just stopped and I prayed. I was like, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? What's, how do I handle this? So I made a few comments on the page, nothing, uh, no response. I'd even made some, uh, something on my community page, but the Lord was trying to teach me something through it. So here was an offense by a fellow, uh, you know, brother or sister in Christ who is pretty much in our camp, the Watchman camp, right? Puts out rapture videos and all the stuff that we're talking about. It was the least likely person I ever thought would ever take my content, but I was personally offended. I felt like someone had stolen something from me within the body of Christ, but God was trying to teach me something about it. And uh, it was a very humbling moment when the Holy Spirit showed me that. And basically, I just decided to forgive that person and move on, you know, not try to report the person because that's what the devil wants to do. Right. He wants to divide the body of Christ. Oh, these these rapture remnant people, all they do is argue over petty stuff and they fight each other, you know. And so there's something to be said for what the pastor said, that we got to keep the unity of the body of Christ Um, when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to sound doctrine, that's something we all need to hold to hold to. But again, I see a lot of uh, cutthroat comments, a lot of unkind comments, and people are watching that. There's people that stumble upon these chats, and they just probably sit there and watch, right? They probably sit there and watch the chat room and say, what, what is so different about these people? You know, and so, again, we got to get back to the basics. So that's just what I, that's just what I gleaned from the conversation thus far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Yeah, I see uh, the chats are... Pretty active here. We'll we'll get to questions later on. Um, but you know, I mean, just in terms of what the Lord pressed on me this week, uh, you know, for the most part, believe it or not, it doesn't really fit in the context of what we've been we've been just discussing. However, um, there is there are areas also in Christendom, in in Christianity, in one's walk, where you know, there is power that is moves. And sometimes that power that moves is uh, either negative for a negative reason, 
or it's for a positive reason for the Lord, right? I do believe that we can impress and we can put certain negative um, things on people, specifically in the area of, of um, uh, you know, of, of belief and and power. And where I'm going with that is that um, sometimes what what is what we find in Christianity and what I've found anyway, there there is there is witchcraft and what people call uh, charismatic witchcraft. Um, it may be a new term for some people, but I do believe that there uh, there are good intentions, especially among believers. Um, and sometimes there are people who have some things that uh, you know they may want something so bad um, that their their intentions are good, but it actually brings on uh, a negative connotation and or negative uh, energy. And uh, I mean, I've experienced it myself in, in the form of, you know, what I would call spiritual attacks. And we have to be careful specifically in the, uh, in the area and how we conduct ourselves, of course, as believers, but also um, what we're, we're doing, whether we're word cursing somebody, Right. Specifically where, you know, where we're talking about uh, in the chats and trolling and this and that. Um, there can be areas in where we're just constantly pressuring somebody who's trying to do something, some good work for the Lord. And yet they're bringing on this negative aspect in which you're pressing down that brother or sister in Christ. It's our words have power, folks. Sure. I mean, Scripture, you know, mentions that. I think it's in Proverbs. I can I can find it if you guys remember, um, you know, the tongue, the power of the tongue. Um, but we really we really need to be careful about how we how we treat one another, because um, it, there there is there's more than just it's more than just words, right? What's coming out of our mouths, specifically as believers, have. I mean, hold some sort of, not just meaning, but power, right? I, I keep saying that. I keep saying that, that word. Because and, of forever. Uh, yeah. I mean, forever. listen, I mean, the earth, the universe, everything was, you know, spoken in existence, uh, you know, and of course the uh, light, you know, Lord said right in Genesis, let there be light and there was light. Um, I do believe there's there's great power in that. Um, of course, when when we speak the gospel message, that's coming off, you know, coming out of our mouths. It's coming off the tongue, and the Lord is using us in a, in a positive manner, in a positive sense. But we have to remember when we get into that anger, or when that flesh, when when the flesh wants to come up, like Dustin was saying, and 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 take over. It goes, it extends beyond the flesh. I do believe that it does okay. extend beyond the flesh because then you're bringing on some, some negative things here. And I know there's a lot of people who also think that, you know, any type of gifts uh, are of the devil. I have my own opinion on that. Um, I think, you know, of course, uh, interpretation of scripture uh, that's based off interpretation of scripture and also doctrine as pastor Patrick was mentioning as well, but we have to remember it extends beyond um, just our our words and our anger. So we do have to we do have to tame that. We do have to realize, okay, oh, that's happening. My flesh is gaining control. Lord, help me, Jesus. You know, 
tame my flesh. Yeah, Greg, out of the, it, the word says out of the heart proceeds the issues of life. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you have in your heart? I mean, or it's, it's just like Dustin was saying, he could have, I mean, he could have really gotten really, really angry and gone in there and reported the guy and done all kinds of things that were negative. Mm-hmm. But he stopped and he asked the Lord, what, how do you want him? How? Should I handle this? Yeah. Putting God first. How should I handle it according to your will, not mine? And, and that's the important thing we've all been talking about tonight. You know, we're not we're not on here to build a mega church. We're not on, we're not on here to to get you know seven point five million views i mean it'd be nice if we had many maybe but at the same time <laughs> at the same time if there's one person out there the angels of heaven rejoice at the saving of a soul so if there's one person out there that, that gets on there and gets right with the lord tonight and turns their life turns it around it's worthwhile all these all the time that we've been on here you know but we're we're being examples and if we're agreeing with one another on the on the things that we can agree with great and there's going to be differences of opinions it's just like kevin and i don't agree on the on what the you know the baseball teams <laughs> the great the best baseball teams are but I, I still love them as my brother i mean i you know we still stand together on the on the truth you know, we're, we're oh, we probably both agree that the the twenties twenties Yankees were probably the greatest team of all time. Let's be honest, and they won all like. Right, I, I'm just just FYI, I've been waiting to see how long it was going to take for baseball to come in. Fifty five <laughs> minutes, just FYI. I mean, they won eight. <laughs> it was eight in a row or something. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I'm a Jesus fan. It's it's a, uh, it's a California rivalry. That's all it is. That's yeah. got Robert and I have. Yeah, it was a. It was a, I, my dad was a baseball fanatic, and he had connections with the Giants. And we went to many, many games at Candlestick, which was a terrible park to go to. But I mean, a night game, forget it. But during the day, uh, back in the days, it was it was great. The coldest summer day is a is a is a ball game at, at uh, Candlestick Park. To be honest, yeah. it's freezing yeah, there. It really was, but. At the same time, you know that's that's where I've got my love for the game of baseball, and and Kevin did too, probably the same, kind of the same route, just having uh, being brought up and and enjoying it, and and it was it was it was how my dad and my brother spent weekends together many times, and uh, I I don't forget those things. Those things were special, but um, this is also special the time we have together here, you know, and. Um, I think we all. I think we all look forward to it. Now, I miss. I miss Bob, the doc tonight. You know, he's always on here, and 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 if he's uh, if he's watching, hey doc, you know, um, has a, has a lot of uh, great things to share on his channel, and and um, you know, as all you guys do, it's just uh, it's it's wonderful that we have the freedom to do this. You know, just just think about it for a second. We couldn't we couldn't do this if we, if we were you know if we were in Iran, right? Iraq. We couldn't do this. We couldn't go on and do this. 
we could, we might be able to go on for five minutes before the secret police are, you know, right. bang, banging on the door <laughs> or something. Right. And, but at the same time, you know, we're, uh, you know, I just think about that, you know, the third chapter of the book of James talks about the tongue and, you know, and what a small member it is, but what a, you know, a fire of iniquity can come out of it. And all you have to do is turn the, turn the news on. And within three minutes, you know, you've heard about multiple killings and accidents and everything. It's just rolls the negativity out there. <clears throat> there we go. You know, setteth on fire the course of nature. And, you know, yeah, fire people, uh, people have ruined their lives with anger. Um, my my experience with um, spiritual attacks and uh, my wife, um, she's a pretty calm person. And maybe a couple times in her life, she's gotten angry. And what anger does is it, it, it is the most dangerous emotion and the most powerful because from what I'm seeing within the spiritual realm, it opens the door the biggest. Something happens when you really lose control. And every time that I've done that in the past or the few times that my wife did it, We've had the highest and the strongest spiritual attacks while we slept. And when you're, when you're in that rage and your body's shooting out that frequency, the enemy and the demons, they come flourishing. And something happens with your protection and they're allowed to come get you. So, you know, over the past few years, I've gotten better with it. But I do notice a pattern. If you get very angry and rage you know, you'll start to notice the attacks will come more. And it's like the enemy is just kindling the fire more and more, more and more. And I grew up with guys that lost their temper and it got them 10 years in jail or they lost their lives in the car because they had no self-control. And as soon as that anger portal opens up, I mean, that is the, to me the most dangerous. And that's what that's what ends up getting people killed or in jail more than any other uh, emotion from what I'm from my experience, you know, whether you're at a restaurant or you're out at a ball game, uh, crazy things happen when people go into a rage. You just, you know, and that and that goes back to Cain and Abel. You know, you could say that um, Cain was jealous, but let's be honest, he was mad first. You know, and he smashed his brother's head in with a rock. So, you know, this goes back to the beginning of time, and this is how the enemy gets inside of your heart. When you when you go on a rage, and it's hard, I know. In the world, you got to turn around and keep moving and pray for them. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. And if you're dealing with these issues of rage, just know that, you know, when you control it or you ask God to bless you, he that's a hardship. That's a tribulation you're dealing with. That's part of the flesh. And blessings will come to all of those that deal with these problems of the flesh. He know it all starts in the flesh. Every problem, everything going on inside our minds and our hearts, the world is just waiting for the reaction from us. The world will send signals your way, but it's how you react to the world. Like Bruce Lee said, "Be like water." And I've, you know, that 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 goes a long way. So, you know, that the anger is uh, and that's and then it's contagious, like with the comments and people, you know, or even if you're at a family dinner and all of a sudden people are commenting about this politician and that politician. And then all of a sudden it's like the gladiator fights are about to start, you know, <laughs> when me and my brother were young, 
we'd be at the dinner table and we were in two different places. Both of us were not in good places. So the one time occasionally that we got home for dinner, I couldn't tell you the amount of times my father had to drop us at the table because we were just raging lunatics. So this is, but this is what the enemy wants, right? He wants you to fight with your family. He wants you to fight with your friends. He wants you to disagree. And the ones that aren't of the same mindset as us that, you know, aren't trying to better themselves on a daily basis through repentance and control, you know, they're there waiting for you. And those are the people you got to avoid that you have to try your best to avoid them. It is a you tough know, I just thing. Wonder, it's a, just like what Dustin was saying, you know, it, it's, it's a tough thing when, you know, like when I was on there with Steven and reading that stuff, but at the same time, you know, maybe it's something I'm, you know, learning tonight to, to uh, you know, it says a soft answer turneth away wrath. So yeah. um, we're, we're supposed to be uh, examples and, and not lash out. And uh, Joe, I agree with you 100%. Anger is really, I mean, you, you get, you know, you know, you, you really lose control when you, and you start, and you start saying things and you can't take the things back when you say them. And, you know, that's the problem. That's where, you know, it talks about in the, at the end, toward the end of James there, um, where, uh, bidding, bitter envying and strife. If you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts in verse 14 of James three, Glory not and be not against the truth. The wisdom, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, mm-hmm. then peaceable, gentle, easy to be treated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So the, I think I'd rather be on that side, you know, peacemaker, you know, sowing peace and and good fruits and not being partial and things like that than to, to go that other way. Right. It's like the guy on Facebook that commented when he said, sure. I've read the Bible from beginning to end. I would never want to worship a God like that. That's anger. He's not dig- digging deeper into why those things had to happen. Or about what, you know what the seed was going to go through, you know, to get us to salvation. And God told them to do certain things and to eliminate certain people. These are bloodlines. These are demons. These are Nephilim type creatures. He wouldn't take the time to learn the heart of Christ because it was easier for him to get angry and be like, "Oh, this guy's a maniac," mm-hmm. and right away making a judgment instead of saying, "All right, I gotta, I gotta try. Why, why is this happening?" Right. And that's what I try to do when I'm under attack at wherever the place may be. And I think to myself, all right, you know, if I want to do this to this guy or say something, there's a reason. The world is trying to pull me out of the kingdom. And that's the only thing that keeps me from living in the flesh is like, it's too good to just be sporadic. You know, you ever come across somebody at the gas station or something, and it's just like it was aimed for you, that you were the target that day. And it was it was delivered from from Satan himself. Um, and then when they come, I say, OK, I know this is an attack. If you can't yep. see it, if you can't see it as an attack, then you're not in the war. 
you're going to you're going to get taken out in the war very quickly. You're going to make a mistake. Everything that we go through every single day, and I mean every single day, everything from sickness, from, you know, problems at work, car problems, this is all war tactics. He wants you to get angry, he wants you to get ticked off, say 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 bad things, hurt the people you care about, and then it just pushes you farther away from more um blessings and from an opportunity to pray for that person. Uh, and that took me a long time to learn. That that took me a long time to learn. Amen. Well, it's not just us, right, Pastor? Uh, you know, I mean, it, the Lord, as long as we're willing to do His will, He's going to uh, He's going to have that grace to put upon us to not act in the flesh, to have that wisdom from above work in our lives. Amen. That's what the Bible says, you know, don't walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the spirit. You know, it says those in Romans chapter eight, those who are led by the spirit, these are the children of God. Um, So I think that's an element, you know, that we should bring up more often. You know, if we're the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is not going to lead us into doing unbiblical things. Right. If we're being led by the spirit and not Mm -hmm. according to our flesh, you know, our flesh leads us. To our to sin to earthly desires, my will be done. You know, instead of the Lord's will be done. So, Paul said, "I die daily," and so I know a lot of people. I don't even want to go there, but but I know, <laughs> I know there's a large contingent of people that the only thing out of their mouth is, "I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Hallelujah! I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. It's all Jesus. That's true. By grace are we saved through faith. Faith. Our part is to believe." To believe. And Jesus said, you know, take up your cross and follow me. He who takes, you know, puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not worthy of me. There's a thousand Bible verses I could quote right now. Jesus said, abide in me that I might abide in you. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. So he says to us, commands us, John 15, to abide in him. And that I might abide in you. So there is, we do have a part. So I, I, you know, really makes me. Uh, righteously indignant, even though we had the bond of peace, for people to celebrate and promote some license to sin. So it's different. I want to say this. Tons of people, you know, who believe, you know, have certain these beliefs, they themselves live sanctified, right? And that that we are called to be separated. That's what the word ecclesia means, the church, the called out ones, We're called to separate ourselves. Peter says, come out from among them and be ye holy, for I am holy. For without holiness, no man will see God. So people love to just step right over thousands of Bible verses and just run with one or two verses to promote their sin and others to live in sin. You know, as they say, you know, and I want to say this, you can get a group of people together to repeat the same thing to each other and pump each other up. A million times. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it truth. Brothers and sisters, we need to be humble. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. The Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I'm not talking about works for those who have a one-track mind who are reactionaries. I'm saying that if you're a Christian, you will bear fruit. That's how you know. Jesus said you will know them by the fruit they bear. A good, uh, You know, an apple tree doesn't bear fruit thorns and a thorn bush doesn't bear apples as the lord said i paraphrase those fruits right there so brothers and sisters we need to be humble we need to be serious 
And this is not a celebration of, of, oh, I can sin and not go to hell. I see lots of people making those comments. We should be sober and be vigilant. As this what this uh, this summation of what Joe was saying, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may yeah. devour. Brothers yeah, and right. sisters, we need. How do we keep from getting devoured by the devil? To be sober and to be vigilant. So many Christians say, "Oh, I can get drunk and still be a Christian." I, oh, you know, yeah. That's what they say. It says to be sober. That means alcohol for one, and it also means don't be a fool. Don't act like a fool. Don't play with God. God will not be mocked. Whatever you sow, you'll reap, the Bible says. You know, God knows if you're playing chicken with his grace. And so right. that's why when you start talking about that, a lot of people, they, they, they just re, they can't think. They have no uh, critical thinking skills. They, just, they have these one-liner cliches they heard. I'm sealed. I'm sealed. I'm sealed. Hey, we, we're not talking about that. We're talking about if you're really saved, because there's something called a false convert. Jesus said, let the tares and the wheat grow up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. So you guys aren't even thinking about the possibility that someone could be a false convert. They know in their mind, but it's not in their heart. As, as Brother Greg said in the beginning, to believe with your heart, heart faith. So if I've been converted, Paul said, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm dead with Christ. Paul said, it's not I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Galatians 2.20. So if you're a new creature in Christ, you put away those childish things. You put away the old man or woman. So you're supposed to become different. But I see people on here always celebrating this idea that, hey, I said the sinner's prayer, and then I'm, I'm the same person. I can live like hell. I can do whatever I want. I'm still going to heaven. And then they, they hide behind this when nobody can pluck me out of Jesus's hands. But you know what Jesus says? He said, you know, when he talks about people coming to me, not everyone, Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my father. But then what does he say? You know, he says, I will say that to them, depart from me. I never knew you. So right. within one saved, always saved. He's saying that you were a false convert. So this is not a dispute about one saved, always saved versus you could lose your salvation from sinning or whatever people might think. Different opinions. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you bearing fruit and following Jesus. So that's why we should be talking about, yes, Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I, you know, I once was lost in sin. If it wasn't for Jesus, I would still be on my way to hell. I'd still be getting drunk. I'd still be doing this. I'd still be doing that. But I'm no longer that person. I'm a new creature in Christ. So that's why it says they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Your testimony is what we talked about. Brother Greg mentioned that in the beginning. Hey, this is the encounter I had with Jesus. He saved me like Brother Greg, you know, in in filmography or however you say it. The Lord brought him out of those worldly things that he was doing in, in, in films and brought him into doing this, what he's doing right now for the Lord. He's only doing that because it's a fruit in his life. The, the fruit of his salvation, brothers and sisters. So what is the fruit of the salvation in your life? Uh, examine yourself. Look in the mirror and say, what is the fruit I'm bearing for Jesus? Oh, I'm I'm arguing with people about the rapture. I'm arguing with people. In the comments, I'm time church every week. That's your testimony. I say that, you know, I was lost and without hope. The Bible said I was separated from God, a stranger and an enemy to God and lost and without hope in this world is what the Bible says. That's what we were. But I've been brought nigh to the family of God by the blood of Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. He saved me by grace because I believed. My part was to believe by faith. 
I believed the gospel, the good news, brothers and sisters. And I was converted in my heart. And as Jesus said, he said, first clean the inside of the cup and the outside will be clean also. So first Jesus cleaned up my heart. That's what we're talking about, salvation. And what happens after you clean the inside of the cup? Then the outside becomes clean. So for you to say you got a license to sin or you can live in sin and do whatever you want, if your heart has been cleaned and you are born again, this inward work of the spirit will begin to overflow. Your cup will begin to overflow and you will be changed and transformed into a child of God and no longer a stranger and an enemy and following after the lust of the flesh, as Paul said, the fruit of the flesh. Galatians chapter five, you have the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. Read those two lists and ask yourself, is it the fruit of the spirit what I'm doing in the comments? No, it is not. And someone said in the comments about Peter and Paul getting into it about circumcision, which they did not. They argued about Paul say, Peter saying he didn't have to eat with the Gentiles in Galatians is what they argued about. And those were two apostles. So do you people in the comments pride? So now you're an apostle at the level of arguing doctrines with everybody like Peter and Paul discussing whether the Jews and the Gentiles can eat together. Where Peter was an error in that text, by the way, as Paul said in Galatians. So, brothers and sisters, that's everything said tonight. Everybody said tonight, brothers and sisters. We individually, we need to look to the Lord and us, me, between me and the Lord, you and the Lord, and not going around saying, I need to correct your doctrine and correct your yep. doctrine. No, you need to draw closer to Jesus and then see mm. as the love of God is shed abroad in your heart, as Brother Joe was saying, I've had people steal my content and put it on their channels too. But, you know, I mean, you know, and I, I mean, I'm a pastor. And so I turned the other cheek. And I, I know what Joe's talking about. I had that feeling like, hey, this is someone stole my content. But then I said, I give it to the Lord. You know, God didn't call me to fight with people and, do, and get in the flesh with people. I give it to the Lord. And I, and I hope what, you know, I'm not, I pray for that person. And I mean it. I, I, I forgive that yeah. person and love that person. So Jesus is looking at you. It's better to turn the other cheek and forgive people than to say, well, I, I know I'm right. I got to prove I'm right. I got to prove I'm right. In your opinion, that's the whole thing. In your opinion, you think you're right. 99% of the, of the trolls are not right. But even if you were, brothers and sisters, God is in control, not you. Let it go, Karen. Let it go, Karen. God, God hallelujah. I had to say that. God oh, bless yeah. you guys. Give it to God. Hallelujah. Let's Hallelujah. Have joy. Where's the joy? People live to argue. That's not of God. I mean, we're supposed to have joy and, and peace and love in the Holy Ghost. What joy is it coming in the comments and attacking people, making people mad and upset and hurt and insulting people? What kind of Christianity is that? You know, and that's that's why I'll tell you what, that's why I don't come on uptime church more often because of the, the out of control comments. And and I, I can turn the other cheek, but I always think about the people in the comments who get hurt by what some evil, uh, dark hearted or whatever, full of hate hearted person is saying on there. I yeah. think about those other people and I say, hey, I don't want to get anybody hurt because of some troll, you know, attacking me because they don't like what I teach. You know, what I got to love. I got to love every time you come on, you do this. And then <laughs> and in chat, you get like. This guy is scaring me. <laughs> uh, ouch, my ears. Um, maybe I'm not truly saved. Uh, <laughs> you are not giving me joy. You are scaring me. Um, I don't know if they're trolls or not, though, Patrick. I, I, just, I do think that you you obviously have fire and you come on pretty strong. Um, 
But, but that's because he cares. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. It that's because he cares. Oh yeah, that's because he cares. I mean, it's it, it. Listen, it. it sometimes you're going to get certain people that speak certain ways, and you're going to get other people that that go and out and deliver a little di- a different message or a message a little different way. And um, you know, that's not everyone's going to enjoy everything that everyone says. I mean, that that was proven last week. Um, there, there are people that will that call me out for things I say on here, um, and that's happened <laughs> the last two years. Um, so th- there, there's gonna, but there are also going to be people who are going to be like, "Preach it, brother!" Yes, this is this is reaching me. Okay, that's and that's just uh, that's part of what you said before, Patrick, which is, "Hey, somebody's a leg, somebody's an arm. We're all part of the body of Christ." And um, you know, sometimes you're not going to necessarily agree with somebody or receive a message um, from somebody, but somebody else will talk and you will. And I think that's the good part about uptime Patrick, which is we have more than one person on here. If this, if this was the Patrick show, well, you already have a Patrick show. It's on your channel. Well, I don't but, do the Patrick show. I do the Jesus Christ yeah, show. Yeah. Well, Amen. you know, Amen. I, don't get, I don't get, I, I keep it on Jesus on my channel. I understand. My, my, my point is we have, um, we usually have a, lot, a few people on here that, that say different <clears throat> things in different ways. And I think that's really cool about this channel is that, we will have um, multiple viewpoints, but we all, all of us agree on the, on the key things, which is that Jesus Christ, like you said, this, this is all about Jesus Christ. We point to Jesus and say that he is our redeemer. He is our king. That intro, is, it was like, what, nine months ago when you played that one, Greg. I mean, it's very powerful. And I think, and I think that's the key here is that sometimes we'll have different differences on doctrine, some doctrines and some other things, but Patrick, we all believe that without Jesus Christ, um, we are not redeemed, and that with Him we are, and and that since we are redeemed, then we should um, we should live uh, a certain way. That we should we should let our light shine through, and that if we are um, giving in to the flesh and giving in to sin, then we're doing a disservice to our spirit, which our spirit strives. For that, uh, you know, the perfect, basically, uh, Greg. So, yeah. yes, our spirit and our flesh um, fight against each other all the time. Paul, ta- I mean, this, pa- Paul talked about it two thousand years ago. Oh, wretched man, I am. Why do I do the things that I don't right. want to do, and I don't do the things that I want to do? I mean, he was going through the same things that we go through every single day. And as you said before, Patrick, the key is to be in the Word. The more that you're in the word, the less you're going to stray away. And so that's why part of, you know, part of that full armor of God is the word and staying in the word. So um, I just wanted to bring that up because it was funny because you were talking about, you know, the, the people that, that have issues and that you don't come on uptime all the time. And, um, and that the, the, some people were mentioning uh, some of those things while you were saying that. You've heard that you've heard that phrase before. The battlefield is the mind, the weapon is the word, and the key is faithfulness. Have you ever heard that? The battlefield is the mind. I mean, what are you what are you putting in there? You know, what are you? You know, what what are your what's your thought life like? What you know, what is what is the dominating theme in there? I mean, are you? Are you endeavoring to 
to live for the Lord and and because mm-hmm. and, and you if you are you know it's the renewed mind talks about that in Romans 12 you know to prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God it's to yep. prove it you know how do we prove it if we don't know it mm-hmm. if we know it and we're endeavoring to live it then we're we're going to be changed you know I'm not, that's what I'm I was not, saying before. I'm, you know, we we, yeah. we should be willing to do His will, right? Right. I and mean, we, it's, we've all changed, even over the time that we've been on here. You know, it's uh, different things have happened in the last couple of years, um, but a lot of things have changed too. You know, there's been, you know, of course, there's people who come on here that maybe come in the chat and they're they're. Uh, their goal is to draw people away from getting saved, oh, but there, sure. there still there still are people that come on here to <clears throat> to re- that are seeking, you know. You know so and those people those, those people shouldn't be scared when he when Kevin said that they're scared. Yeah. How often do you hear fire preaching like that that Patrick just did? Like never. When what do you think is going to convert all these people after the rapture? I remember watching as years ago when I found Billy Graham in his prime, like filling up the stadiums. My hair on the back of my neck would fly to the roof. Yeah. And there's no reason to be afraid of that preaching. What, what Patrick said is 100% biblical. And the whole purpose of Jesus dying was because he knew you would fail every day. When he told the prostitute, go and sin no more, do we really think she never sinned again for the rest of her life? We know that's not factual. She, she sinned. She was still in her flesh. But the whole point what Jesus was telling her that was go and repent, try your, you know, turn away from your sin, turn away. And, and the way that the way that you get picked up in the rapture is being covered by the blood of the lamb because he doesn't see your sin. The same way that Abraham had to sacrifice lambs to cover their sins. So nobody here is ever going to be perfect. If you feel intimidated by the gospel, you know, I know there's a lot of parts in there that are stronger than others. But Paul sinned. He sinned. He hated his flesh like everybody on this panel, just like people that are watching this. So there's no reason to be scared by that that powerful gospel that Patrick was just preaching. I think, if anything, it just shows you that, you know, the word will keep you strong. So reversing that, you know, there's people here that fail every day. And that's why, you know, (laughs) people hate their flesh. But you try your best. If you're condemning yourself and not keeping yourself on the condemnation, but you're at least letting the Holy Spirit do its job and say, hey, listen, you shouldn't have said that. Or maybe you shouldn't have done that. Then it's working and you repent. Jesus isn't going to catch you in the middle of a, a, a sin and not give you the chance to repent. You're already covered. If you're truly trying to repent and walk away from sin, Jesus knows that. If you're saying you're saved and you're just a psycho, he's going to know the difference. <laughs> he's going to know the difference. And the whole point is, if you're scared, that's good. But not to be scared to where you're thinking, am I saved? Am I saved? If you're repenting and you hate your sin, you're saved if you believe Christ is your Savior. Those are the three things. You believe in Christ, you know, you repent of your sins and um, fear the Lord. And that will, that will increase your walk in this world for the kingdom. It's the other people in the world that don't fear God, that don't repent, and, you know, they're, they're in trouble. And all of us have people in our family like that. They just 
prideful. They, they won't repent. They have anger in their heart. So all those things, they just, it keeps them from entering that gate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sad thing. And that's that's one of the things I saw somebody in the comments saying, uh, it, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, divisiveness, divisiveness here tonight. And, uh, you know, that that listen, that comes that starts in the heart. Right. It all starts in the heart. Where, why? Why am I feeling that? Why is that coming up? Why is that coming up? Um, first of all, it may be misinterpreting the message that's being spoken of here tonight. But why is that? Why are you misinterpreting the word that's being spoken of? Right there, there's probably a reason behind that. It could be the enemy. It could be our flesh. It could be the, you know, uh, we're just not, we're not engaged in what's going, what's being said here tonight. Um, so we we want you to know that a lot there are a lot of babes in Christ, and that will just say, okay, well, I, you know, I'm I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and but, you know, Paul says is. Is anything that you, everything that you do or anything that you do beneficial is, you know, is that beneficial for you is it's not always the case. I mean, obviously, especially if we're, we're all trying to walk, um, we're in different areas of our faith. Yes. And God's going to carry us through that, especially, uh, during, you know, that process of sanctification. Um, but just, if you need to rewind, if you need to repeat this, webcast to understand what's being said here tonight, then by all means do that. Because maybe you're misinterpreting what's being said too. Just keep that in mind. Another um, thing too is is really, um, excuse me, is if you if you're seeking you know I think it was said earlier, you know, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. If you're really genuinely want to know if this is true like i said many times give jesus christ a chance you know i mean that that's what uh my friend said many years ago when i went into the fellowship and i was going to convert them to buddhism (laughs) so (laughs) when i went in there and i saw the i experienced the love of god the love of christ and I was challenged to read the Bible and not just reading it from cover to cover and then thinking that God was an ogre. I started seeing things and I started to understand things. And I went back and I learned more. And the Lord started to teach me. And if you give him a chance, he'll teach you. He's going to get bring people in your life that are going to teach you. He's going to bring, you know, hopefully it'll be people who teach you correctly. But, you know, he will. I mean, he's not slack when it comes to when it's concerning his promises. He's not going to um, tantalize you. And, you know, and all of a sudden you say, I'm seeking the Lord Jesus Christ. I re- Lord, I really want to know your will. And you're not going to get anything. Well, there's one thing that we need to clear up. Okay. And we need to clear it up now because there is, there are people in the chat that I believe. And the reason why they're saying certain things is because they think they're hearing certain things. Patrick, you need to clear this up. If someone says to Jesus Christ after they die and have believed that Jesus Christ is the savior and their Messiah and died for them and rose 
and they and they committed sin during their life, and then after they die, and they go to the judgment, is Jesus Christ going to send them to hell, Patrick? Can they lose their salvation for committing a sin? No. Thank you. I, I want everybody in the chat room that. to understand that Patrick does not believe that you can lose your salvation for committing a sin. Never said that. I know, that's what I'm yeah. saying, brother. Yeah. People hear what they want to hear. They're, it's like the doctor, they're waiting to find somebody to say something. I'm a, even you, brother Kevin, or anybody, I see that in the, there are people who are like waiting for you to say something that might be a mistake, and they leap on it, you know, they on do. any topic. You know? and, and I want to make sure that, that, we, that people, people silly. understand what we believe here and what you believe. And, if, and you know what? Maybe we will have somebody on here one day, uh, 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 Greg, that will think that works plus grace saves you or only works will save you or whatever it may be. But we all believe that it is a free gift of God and that it is by grace through faith right. that we and are we, saved, and we to not by works. In their mouth. I mean, there are false converts. It says to believe in your heart and, you know, and confess with your mouth. So. I mean, there are people as as John Wesley, who started the Methodist Church, he called it mental assent. I mean, so there are people that say, mm-hmm. you know, I believe in God, but they don't, you know, they don't re- they don't change their ways, they don't repent, they don't read the Bible, they don't, you know, they don't. Well, then act- what about the verse that says, "Believe There's on no the fruit. Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved"? It doesn't right. say, "And you confessed with your mouth as well." So is that a mistake in the Bible? That no, it, I say that, Romans chapter ten, Paul said, "If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and God is raised from the dead." You'll sure. be saved. I mean, that's what Paul says. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. True. So, yeah. So that's, you know, it's when you believe, as it says, as Paul, as Peter says, and we can do a whole doctrinal thing about sort ofology, the order of salvation. But like in Acts chapter three, when Peter says, they said, what do we need to do? He said, repent, therefore, and be converted, mm-hmm. you know, and that your sins may be blotted out. So to repent as Bob Barber says all the time is, you know, you mentally agree that I was wrong, you know. That exactly. Right. right. But that, to that, converted, that, the word converted means to change your direction. That's right. So, right? And that's the key is that right. it all comes down to faith in Jesus Christ. Right. That the person right. has belief, faith. In other words, 100 percent. They right. cannot be convinced otherwise that right. they know that this is fact and 100 percent true, that Jesus right. Christ is the only way to salvation. Right. And if they and if they truly believe that they will begin to bear fruit, they will begin to follow uh-huh. Jesus. So it's not like, oh, you have to bear 10 fruits to be saved or 100 fruits to be saved. No, if Jesus is in your heart, he cleans the inside of the cup and then it will begin to flow out of you. You should be. It's a process. And depending trained. on right. how much fruit you bear is how much reward that you will receive. Amen. We're in total agreement. But now if someone tells you, because I know many people like this, and so they're false converts, people that got saved, I have relatives, and then now they're atheists, and they've been an atheist for 20 years. You know, so that person denies the Lord. They Mm -hmm. say, no, Jesus is not God. There is no such thing as a fairy tale, et cetera. They've not repented from their ways. From their right. mindset, so, from their faith. So there's false in nothing. converts among us. So when I say the word hyper grace, I'm talking about that someone that believes those people who said they got saved when they were 10 years old. Let's say that average person, maybe 10, 15 years old, they got saved. Now they're 40. They're a drug addict. They could be in prison. And they say, hey, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. 
See, there are hyper, I call them hyper gracers, people that say, hey, those people, even though they're denying the Lord for 20 years, they reject it and they mean it, you know, from their heart. They're not I say they're a false convert. Yeah, they never you know what, Amy, 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 I am letting pa- Pastor Patrick finish. Don't worry. Pastor Patrick is not thinking that I'm not. We are having a conversation here. We're, we're, this, is, this is fine. I think it's good that we, we do it because sometimes, I mean, if there was, sometimes people won't let you speak. And that's true. I mean, you're letting me speak. And uh, of course. so I, I think that's it. We have to, and we have to hear. So that's the thing, as you're saying, the people hear what they want to hear. They're interpreting our translating because it's like they're so defensive. So, yeah. you know, for me, like people who are saying, you know, I'm once saved, always saved. I'm always sealed. And, well, if that's what you believe, why would it upset you if someone said something different, right? I mean, you. this is what I believe. I'm standing on this. So what you might say or I might say, that make, if you said something I don't agree with, Brother Kevin, you know, we're talking about the Lord, you know, then I would say to you, why do you say that? What Bible verses do you have instead of attacking you and going ballistic and just, you know, you know, gnashing my teeth and putting my fingers in my ears? I would say to you, Brother Kevin, you know, as a humble and me, I've been a pastor 22 years. And if you said to me, Kevin, hey, there is no rapture. okay?" and I would say to you, Kevin, I'm open to the fact that, okay, show me in the, you know, what Bible verses are you using for that? Right. Even though I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a rapture. I'm 100 percent sure the Bible teaches that. But I'm still open to why would I get mad because you don't believe in it? I'd say, you know, let's discuss the Bible verses in love. Iron sharpens iron. Right. And I will listen to you and you're going to listen to me. And that's right. how it should be, brothers. And that's what this channel is all about. I, and I think Brother Greg, I guess he started it himself. And as far as I know, I don't, I don't know the whole story. Well, Patrick, that. that's that's the reason why I asked you that question is Amen. because if, if someone if someone's there at the judgment seat right. and has believed in Jesus Christ their their entire life, not just when they were 10 and then right. denounced and they always when they put were their faith and trust in Jesus, but they had their faith and trust in Jesus all the way through and they died. Right. I mean, then then there was no possible way for them to lose that. that right. Gift. Like they may lose their rewards. Of course. So people are going to suffer loss. Right. We, we know that. We know that I'm people are going to gain rewards. So but, busy for the Lord had to. Uh, you know. is, but salvation is very specific. Right. Salvation is, is very specific and it has absolutely nothing to do with what you do other than having faith and relying right. on the grace of of God Amen. through Jesus Christ. But it's, but Amen. I'm saying are people to examine themselves to see if you be in the faith. If I'm saved, the Bible says you're supposed to become a new creature in Christ. Of course. Things pass away. So if I'm a Christian, you know, then I shouldn't say, well, I can still be a big drunk. I can go to the bar every night. God says that. heaven, God says heaven forbid. Right. So that's why people. And so to, does Paul. That's what I'm saying. The God forbid. Shall we continue to sin? Heaven right. forbid. Right. Even though when we sin, we have grace, we have advocate with the Father. It says, John chapter 1, it says, and if we confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive us and cleanse us of all righteousness. So I believe that if you're a Christian, I believe we should repent, not just, oh, you said you repented when you got saved. I believe we should repent because these sins grieve the Spirit of God. It gets in the way of our relationship with God. Relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should be growing. It defiles our... God can't use me if I'm a mess. He can't use me if I'm a mess. (laughs) It can also defile... I can't stop being a mess unless I humble myself and repent. Right. And it can also defile our body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We should not be grieving the Holy Spirit. In addition to that, we should be a good witness. 
We should also show our light. We should also do that because it says you will know them by their fruits. There are Mm -hmm. all those things that that Paul talks about in regards to how we should live as a Christian. And he says, should we continue in sin? No, we should not. However, if we do sin, God is faithful and just to exactly what you said. And so with all those things in mind, when I see comments, my understanding from many people is they are saying that if I come on here as a, you know, as a pastor or anybody and I start preaching about repentance for Christians, you know, we need to repent. You know, we need to, you know, sanctify ourselves. We need to be conformed to the image of Christ. The Bible says. And when I say that, there are people who are reading into that. That I'm saying that, oh, they're not saved or whatever. Right. And so in their heart, I am inferring from their comments that they're thinking they don't need to repent. They don't need to live right. They can just do whatever they want, do their own will and not the Lord's will. Because it says, as Paul said, you know, I'm a servant or a slave. I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Those are all names to describe us. I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. So there's another thing that hypergracers talk about, lordship gospel. So Jesus is my savior, but he's not my Lord. There are thousands and thousands or millions of American Christians who believe that. And those are what I call, quote, unquote, hypergracers. He is my savior and my Lord. As Thomas said, my Lord and my God. So Jesus is my Lord. I'm supposed to be led by his spirit. Those who are led by the spirit, these are the sons of God. Romans chapter eight. So if the spirit of God is leading me, he's going to lead me into all paths of righteousness. Am I going to sin along the way? Yes. So when I, you know, people ask me all the time, they're living in sin. They're living with their boyfriend or girlfriend. They, you know, they say, hey, can you help pray for me uh, and my boyfriend were on drugs? We're going to go to jail and we're living together and all that. And I say, well, you first thing you need to do is get born again. Oh, we are saved. We've been saved for years, living together on drugs, going to go to jail for shoplifting. That that is a real situation that happened in my live comments. And th- there's like, oh, I'm already a Christian. Now, brothers, someone that's a drug addict living with their boyfriend and girlfriend and going to jail for stealing, they need to get right with God. They, 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 there's something wrong there. This it, that is not the fruit of being a Christian. So that's the problem with this, uh, uh, you know, the false gospel like that mega churches have and all that, where Jesus wants to you to feel good and be good, like a Joel Osteen kind of a thing, brothers and sisters. This is wrong. We need to, if we are Christians, we become new creatures in Christ. That's why we examine ourselves, not judging others, examining ourselves to see if we be in the faith. So people that are watching this channel, I assume they're probably really Christians, because why would they be watching a Christian video if they didn't have a desire, you know, to be connected to Christian things, you know? So I, I want to get clarify that, brothers and sisters. Right. And, I, and I think yeah. you, you have. You definitely have, yeah. brother. And thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, we all appreciate it. And, uh, you know, again, like I go back to saying, sometimes I think people are hearing the wrong message because either the the flesh or the enemy is trying to tell them otherwise or tell them something else. So it looks like brother Dustin had to actually resort to the chat because he couldn't get a word in, but you know, praise God, Holy spirit's on fire tonight. Uh, I like, and, I like this. Uh, I like listening to what Dustin has to say too. But Patrick, it's, 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 uh, it's been good, man. I, I like, I like your, uh, I like your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. These commenters. I'm not going to read into it. These commenters. <laughs> listen. These comment. I can tell these commenters. They don't read the Bible. Within, with inside the Bible, and just put everything Patrick said just on hold for a second. The Bible is full of stories for a reason. 
So you could understand the relationship God had with people going back to the, the line sure. of Seth. All right. Mm-hmm. So you had David. David is still going to be a king on the throne in the New Jerusalem. Okay. All of these men that failed but continue to mourn with Christ and repent are saved. If you don't take the time, and if you don't even like reading the Bible, go to YouTube and watch the stories. You can learn all the stories <clears throat> from David to Samson to all of these people. They're there for a reason. Paul, that way you can understand that you are saved, but you are putting, it is a fight. It is a battle. Your flesh is the battle. That's the enemy. The enemy lies around you. The Holy Spirit is in constant battle. That's why it says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So these commenters, if they read the Bible or they just went and watched stories about the Bible, people like uh, Elisha, when he said, I don't want to do this anymore, uh, I'm done. You know, these men failed and were still saved because their hearts were still true to Christ, but they were just failing because of the flesh and fear. That was the only reason they failed. And God still had grace on them because his grace is everlasting and he know their true heart. So these commenters, are. if I was if I was a new person <clears throat> on the comment and I had a guy like Patrick that's been a pastor for 20 years, this is what you're asking him? You're asking him, you're attacking what he just said, which he didn't say anything about not being saved. I would think you would ask questions like, hey, in your ministry, how many miracles have you seen? In your ministry, what's been the experiences with people coming to Christ? What are you seeing with the youth? Right. So I have a feeling that these comments are designed to distract us and keep us away from talking about the amazing stories of Christ. The Bible's a story. It's full of amazing stories. All right. And all I, I hear every time. I, I don't know, Joe. Joe, I, I think I think you're doing our our viewers a disservice by saying that you don't think that a lot of the people in the chat don't read the Bible. No, I, I said I think the ones commenting on these things. Are not reading the Bible. Because I don't know about have, that either. Because hey, listen, th- there are a lot of channels out there, and a lot of people out there that will say things, and you got to be careful about what you hear from them and what and what they actually mean and what they believe. And so, there are people I think are actually trying to discern, and they're a bit skeptical, and maybe rightfully so, because there are a lot of people out there that that give you false doctrine about losing your salvation and things like that, but. Well, so he didn't he say did, anything like that. He didn't say on, one single on. thing. He did say a little bit about repentance. And believe me, as soon as you start talking about repentance, there are people that, that, that take it too far, okay, on YouTube that will say, if you do not repent and you no longer, and so therefore no longer sin, you are not saved. Well, obviously, that is taking it to the, to the extreme level where it's impossible. That's like putting yourself under the law. You're never going to be able to measure up. So when when Patrick starts talking about about repentance, people all of a sudden, they'll start saying, hold on a second here. Where is he going with that? Is he saying that if I do not repent of this sin that I do and if, if he considers something a sin, for example, smoking a cigarette and, and, and he's like, Patrick considers that a sin and I have not repented of that and therefore I'm losing my salvation. That is not what Patrick said. But listen, there are people out there, Joe, that will say that on YouTube. Okay. Well, maybe, but I also think it's a disservice to say things like that instead of asking quality questions about things that he would he could help other people understand. I don't feel I, I don't I don't think that he said anything that misled the salvation of Christ. He specifically said, "You repent of your sin." 
He said that if you are, if you, if if you, if Christ lives in your heart, you will change. It's a metanoia, as Chuck Missler would say. You change mm-hmm. your mind. So I just feel that we know that there's commenters that say certain things for a reason. If they're truly worried about salvation, then I guess that I can only say that they don't know the stories in the Bible. The I think the is- difference. I think the difference between what I'm trying to do here and what maybe what you're trying to do though is that I really want clarity. I want these people to understand that that Patrick's not coming on here and and saying that that you I can lose it. your salvation if you believe in Jesus Christ that you you are sealed until the day of redemption. That Patrick is not like the, the, a person who's going to come up with his own doctrines in other words. He relies on the Bible. And I think that, yeah. that although people will try to jump maybe sometimes jump to conclusions because they have heard other people that will absolutely um, try to create their own doctrines and they will not rely on the Bible. This well, is that's a, why the, the mean, Bible, he Patrick, quoted the Bible. He didn't, he didn't give his own opinion. He quoted the Bible. So that's why I say that I think that some of them, if you had read the Bible or you know what stories in the Bible, let's just say that you had read the Bible and you heard, I know, I know every verse he mentioned. If you knew all those verses, you would know none of it is from the flesh. All of it is from the book. Right. Right. I think uh, some of it also is, you know, based on what we're talking about in terms of uh, rightly dividing the word and and understanding the audiences being spoken of. We've gone over this in the past. We've learned a little bit about rightly dividing since April of 2021. Uh, You know, there's there's definitely, you know, two different uh, understandings in terms of the, uh, you know, two different camps of, of, you know, understanding the Bible in terms of who the audience is that is being addressed um, you know, and of course, also uh, the dispensations, the dispensational truths, those all, uh, you know, are factual. Those come into play as well. Um, it's So there is a lot of different areas in which, you know, we can come together and understand what this understanding of, of rightly dividing is. We can understand also what Jesus was referring to uh, when he's speaking to Israel. Um, so, yeah, it. Pastor Patrick brings brings what he brings to the table out of faith. We bring what we bring to the table out of faith. Uh, so, but listen, either way, we're tough. still a conviction yeah. message. Greg is always difficult for anyone to hear. Oh, yeah. The conviction, okay? yes, that is absolutely it's difficult true. for anyone. And, and and Patrick, you know that is what's probably difficult for you to hear it yourself because because we are. In, we're not condemned, but but the Holy Spirit does convict us, and so when we hear those things, we see where we have fallen short, and, well, and that is a good thing Kevin. because our spirit There's does the, not the American want to church fall is short. the American church is in the state it's in That's because right. of the Joel Osteen gospel, and there's one in a million mm-hmm. preaching like I do when it used to be all the preachers preached like I do. Yep. So I'm not going to candy coat the Word of God. People are, are, many people are false converts and they need to repent and get saved. And I'm going to preach the word and I don't sit around and think of what people, if people think about it or not, because this is not about people's feelings or what they think or anything else. This is the word of God and the spirit of God brings conviction on people. Repent. God calls all men everywhere to repent. That's part of the gospel too, Kevin. Absolutely. In the book of Acts, God calls all men everywhere to repent. Sure. Turn. That's what people are supposed to do. Start following Jesus. 
Jesus so that's said, my if point, you love Patrick. me, you keep my commandments. Is it? It's a good thing. No, I, you know, I don't, Kevin. I'm not going. I've been on the show many times, and I've heard your stuff. I'm speaking Bible verses. You're talking about people being offended. No, we I'm not. Joel Osteen. We don't need another seeker friendly church. I don't go seeker friendly. They can uh, have it. No God one didn't you, call no. me to go seeker friendly. I, I, it's not about babying people. Everybody, no. Joel Osteen, and everybody's babying people. Nobody people here babies anybody, the Patrick. Lord's coming back. They're going to be left behind. They better repent. They better get born again. They better get right with God. So don't nobody, play with God. Nobody here is babying anybody. God, maybe you're not saved. You need to examine yourself and make sure you're truly saved. That's what I'm saying. That's in a nutshell. If we're Christians, we should be sanctified. We should be following the Lord, growing in Christ. That is the truth. And people need to hear it. That's why God sent me on here. Because I've been hearing... There's been a lot of out of balance on the hyper gracism. Mm-hmm. That's why God put me on here. The well, that, that, people rooted and grounded in the word. We are saved by Jesus Christ, not by our feelings, what we think or our opinions or anything. <laughs> one opinion that counts. That's the word of God. That's it. And I've quoted ton, straight Bible verses. I can sit here and quote a thousand Bible verses and it, and all those other nuances and all that. It, do, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> people need to reset. That's what I'm saying. People need to get saved, get serious with God. And so people are serious. They're going to be on here talking serious. So that's it. People said, I'm yelling, turn down the volume on your computer. Praise God. That's what the volume on the computer is for. Praise God for that. So that's all That's all I've got to say. I'm not compromising with anybody about the gospel. I, I'm not worried about how many people watch me or don't watch me. Never have, never will. If I would be Joel Osteen and you know, as the largest church in America, how do you think he got the largest church? Because he wrote a book called How to Be the Better You, never mentions God or Jesus Christ. That is the American church, 90%. Mm-hmm. We don't need any more of that. People, That's why people are shocked when they hear the truth. They're shocked because nobody preaches the truth anymore. They'd have to go watch old videos of Leonard Ravenhill or you know some of these guys from the 70s or 80s, some old dead preachers to hear like John Osteen, the father of Joel Osteen, mighty man of God, preach the truth. Nobody's preaching the truth hardly at all anymore, brothers and sisters. No. But God raised me up to do it old school style, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's, that's why we're I'm glad doing. we have you on, brother. Thank and you so much. plenty of miracles in my ministry. As Brother Joe said, I've seen thousands of people say I've been a missionary in the Philippines for 15 years, saw tens of thousands of people born again, thousands mm-hmm. of miracles, all kinds of stuff. As the brother Joe said, thank you. We can't even get into that. Why? Because I don't want to see anybody go to hell. That's why I'm on here to tell you. Get God's not joking. Hell's still smoking. It's time to get real with God. It's time to stop talking about doctrines. When I come on there, that's the thing. Why are you people talking about doctrines? Why are you talking about Jesus? As I said, what Jesus did for me, praise God. Jesus, I used to be on drugs. I used to be this. I used to be that. God took me out of that. God changed me. I'm a new creature. By the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what comes out of the mouth of a believer. Their testimony. Not all this other old nonsense, arguing and fighting and carrying on about doctrines. That follow, Be a follower of Jesus. He's the great I am, not the great I was, or the great I'm going to be. What would Jesus today while it's called today? Today is the day of salvation. Today is for you, the day for you to walk with Jesus in the garden in the cool of the day. That's what God wants. He wants us to walk with him. I can't take drug, doing drugs and smoking cigarettes and getting drunk and going in there and walk to the mountain of God and walk around with the Lord and fellowship with him. We're supposed to dwell in the secret place of the most high God. And folks, that's what's what's sin. wrong with that? And folks, that's why what's I, wrong I with that? <laughs> because I want to not grieve the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus yeah. and I want to be closer to him. That's why I'm not sinning, not because I'm trying to earn my salvation. I don't want to grieve the Lord. I don't want to, you know, he's my father. 
So he wants me to, to not sin. So I try my best not to out of my love relationship with the Lord. That's what it's all about, brothers and sisters. It's not condemnation. People are condemned because they don't want to repent. That's what it is. Repent. Turn your life around. Stop looking at yourself and turn your eyes on Jesus. That's the problem, brothers and sisters. I want to be with Jesus. I want to walk with the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus says, no servant is above his master, but you're supposed to be like your master. The Bible says God wants to conform you to the image of Christ. So is Jesus Christ smoking cigarettes? Is he getting drunk? Is he cussing people out? No, no. So I want to be like Jesus. He said to be conformed to his image. Not because I earned his love, but because he first loved me. So you guys got it all backwards and twisted around with all this stuff. You you coming at it from the flesh and not from the spirit. That's the problem. That's what it is in the flesh. Yep. The Pharisees, the Pharisees argued over doctrine, and that's what's happening here. <clears throat> that's what's happening in this world. I notice all the comments, and it's, it's not just our channel. Any guy who's trying, or girl, who's trying to uh, tell people about the Lord online, the, all the comments right away, well, what do you believe about this? And what about this? And what about this? It's all a decisiveness about doctrine, because that is the number one divider that Satan has. Is if he can get us fighting about the doctrine, then nobody's focusing on Christ. Right. I want Brother Dustin to have some words in here. If you want to go to Patrick Pastor uh, Patrick Winfrey's website, there it is right there on the on the screen, joshuasministry.com. Uh, Brother Dustin, I know you've been kind of quiet for good reason. We haven't really given you uh, much time to speak, and we do apologize for that, brother. Um, yeah, we need, we need to uh, discuss and maybe have you back next time so we can have sure. a little more discussion also. And I do apologize for that, but um, listen, you get, you know, sometimes we get fired up, the Holy Spirit's working and yeah. uh, you know, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to tell the Holy Spirit to, to stop obviously, mm-hmm. but here, here we, uh, we, we get into this area that we, we talk about now, brother Dustin, you, you do agree with um, uh, understanding of rightly dividing. At least, absolutely, one hundred percent. dividing the word of, of truth, uh, and could you tell us a little bit how you think you know this went specifically with what Pastor Patrick Winfrey was talking about? Did you understand where he was coming from, as someone who believes and understands rightly dividing the word of truth, and someone under uh, you know someone like Pastor Patrick Winfrey bringing his uh, thoughts to the table, bringing scripture to the table? Uh, in the fashion that he did. Um, do you disagree with, with some or any or at all of what he, of what he discussed? No. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, I actually agreed with a lot of what he had to say. You know, I'm a, I'm a younger guy from the younger generation. I'm 37 years old. Um, I've been a part of a mega church when I first got out of prison and, um, for, like I said, for four and a half years, I went to a free Bible college in prison. And so I heard all sorts of preachers, right? But one thing the Lord did was he ground me in discernment and rightly dividing the word. And, you know, growing up as a Catholic, I didn't read the Bible at all, right? I was trusting in a priest, trusting in a lot of people are trusting in their pastor. I'll take your word for it. But when I got into the Bible for, for myself, what the Lord was doing was he was laying a foundation for me to understand the word of God and what it means to rightly divide. This isn't just some fancy theological term that we use to be self-righteous. Rightly dividing the word of God is clearly laid out in 2 Timothy. 
And what that means is that we need to preach the word in context and always stay true to the word of God. And I think what happens today is we don't have a healthy fear of the Lord. And that's why I like Pastor, what he said, because he's really preaching on a healthy fear of the Lord. If you want to serve the Lord, you're going to have a healthy fear of him. Um, Philippians says, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's reverence, right? We reverence our God, for it is God in you to will and act according to his good pleasure. So we're working right alongside the Holy Spirit. Every day we get up, we choose to submit to the Holy Spirit or reject the Holy Spirit and walk in our flesh, right? So that's really the Christian life. Paul says, I beat my body or buffet my body to bring it into subjection so that I will not be disqualified to the ones I, I'm preaching. You know, a lot of the times when I when I post a message on my uh, YouTube page, the Lord literally tests me in the very thing that I'm teaching. And it's no coincidence. He's like, all right, you've preached to others. Therefore, don't be disqualified in your personal life where no one can see you but your wife and kids. You need to, um, you know, crucify the flesh. And so well, I say all that to say that I like what he had to say because being a part of a mega church, I see a lot of false converts. And again, we're not to go around saying you're a Christian, you're not a Christian. But the Bible does say in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verse 5, examine yourself, right? Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Okay, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified, but I trust that you will know that you are disqualified. There's lots of people in our lives that say, hey, I'm a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. I know I know the Lord's coming, but we don't see that fruit. And so we're not trying to judge them out of self-righteousness. We're genuinely concerned about this person, you know, somebody in our family. And so I always go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, it's biblical to examine yourself. Um, when did you accept the Lord? You know, if you're a Christian, you're a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. For me, it's easy, right? I spent 19 years as a Roman Catholic, completely blind to the truth, did not know about the gospel of grace, living for the devil, living for myself. And then when I got saved, it was a drastic change, freaked my family out. They didn't know what I was talking about. And I, ever since, for the past 18 years, I've been living for the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's clear but for some people, it's not always clear when they accepted the Lord. And some people tend to backslide. Um, so I really like what he had to say. I think that's the reason the church is in the condition that it's in today, because we have so many easy beliefism gospel or seeker-friendly gospel where they don't want to offend. They don't want to preach on hell or sin or repentance. But all that is in the Bible, and we need to preach the full, the whole counsel of the Word of God. Um, and I'll just end on this. The Lord took me to a verse when when the pastor was preaching there in Acts chapter four. And this is what God's going to call us to do. I believe right up until the rapture, because we see persecution increasing now with this whole Roe versus Wade thing and people really uh, coming down conservative throat and Christian throat, uh, Christians throats. We're going to, we're going to go back to this idea. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than, than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And so we're going to be called to give an account to God at the Bema Seat of Christ for how we used our time, 
our treasure and our talents. And I'll tell you what, I, I want to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I, I gave it my best. I gave you my all. I woke up every day. I crucified my flesh. I tried to do the right thing. I tried to tell people about Jesus. And I want to stand before him faultless and blameless. Um, all that other stuff, worrying what people think, that doesn't matter to me because he has saved me. I mean, I should be burning in hell right now, but God is giving me a second chance. And so I think everybody on this panel has something to contribute, and we need to be very gracious with one another. I think a lot of times we don't, we're not gracious with each other. Amen. We need to sit and just listen. Where's this dude coming from? Instead of jumping to conclusions and say, oh, dude, you're, you're crazy. You know, so that's just what I have to say. But I still love all, I love this discussion. I think this was powerful. I know a lot of people were discouraged because we didn't talk too much about current events or CERN or end times prophecy. But we need to talk about this type of stuff because it's happening all the time. We need to address the elephant in the room because the devil likes to lurk in the shadows. But we like to call things out into light and just have, you know, just bring all things out into the light. Well said, brother. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, it's it's really quite something when this started. Uh, it, it wasn't supposed to be a whole panel. It, it just kind of a panel discussion. It just the broadcast became that way. And I think God had that for, you know, intention from the get-go um, when we started this back in 2020. But um, obviously, uh, this is sometimes not easy to bring a group of people together under um, different, um, well, it's not denomination, but different um, thoughts. Um, sometimes, I mean, maybe ideology, but yeah. uh, certainly, um, you know, or doctrine. Uh, but I think it, it was good to have uh, something like this. Obviously, the Lord had intended it to be this way. Yeah. But I think it was it's good because you can see where both sides will talk about this and how we can come to agreement on a, a majority of it, on a majority of, of what's being spoken. Um, but, you know, sometimes... We'll we'll disagree in some other areas, um, but this is this is great. I mean, this is something that we need. It really is, and and the fact that we can we can come together and talk about this kind of stuff, uh, it gets heavy, and it certainly uh, you know it could get into a divisive mode, but the Lord has brought us together for a reason because we we were able to handle that. I believe we've handled it in a good way. Uh, and audience, you can let us know, I mean, how we handled it. Um, certainly, it's it wouldn't be easy for, I don't think, for a lot of people to be able to hear certain different aspects um, or different sides. Uh, but, um, you know, this is this is for you, folks. This is really where you have to read the word. You have to study. You need to pray about these things. Um, don't take our words for it. Pray about it. Read the word get into his word daily. Um, and, you know, he's going to reveal not just himself to you, but reveal the truth and what is really being said in scripture. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think that we disagree. I don't think any of us actually disagree with each other. I think that right. it has something to do with um, delivery of the message, how it's delivered. Right. Certain mm -hmm. words that are used when delivering the message. Mm -hmm. I think that that those can can turn some people off and then um, and other people who want to hear that they love it. 
I think it's um, that's why the Bible says some some you're going to save with flowers and some you're going to save with hellfire and brimstone. Uh, so, I mean, d- different people have different, you know, you just got to re- reach them differently. So, but but I think that the main doctrine and the main message is is that we we all agree on, on it, that that we're not that none of us are saying that it's not you're not saved by grace through faith. No one says that here. No one says that you must do these things other than believe in order to be saved. Um, there are rewards that we talked about before um, during that during those things. And a lot of that has to do with what you're doing with your life after you believe and that you gain rewards. And like he said, not everyone's going to receive 10. Not everyone's going to receive five or, or, or actually basically make 10 out of one or five out of one. And, and so that. I think we all agree on that. I just, I just think that there are certain, certain people um, that will immediately start um, questioning things once someone says things like, well, that person may not be saved or that person can't be saved or things like that because hold on a second here. You're going to know them by their fruits. And, and so if a person actually is, has received Christ, into their heart, they are going to be changed and they are, and they are going to do things different. But I mean, if you're taking somebody from who's doing a whole bunch of horrible things and all of a sudden now they're doing one less, well, that is a change (laughs) and it could, and it's a sanctification is a process that takes time. And so you might just be getting them at the, at the very beginning of their walk. You don't know. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you got to be careful about that part of it. But I can tell you this, that, that, that we are all in agreement that you're not going to get to, to have eternal life without believing in Jesus Christ. And that is the key. And that's the start. And that's why most pastors teach that and teach that good news that Jesus has died for us and that we can be saved through him. And then the the next step is kind of like what Paul was saying and what past pastor uh, uh, Patrick he um, he really um, pushes that part of it, which is, OK, you're already saved. Now, listen to me, people repent of your sins. And, and, and so that you can become better ambassadors to preach the gospel. That's basically what his predominant message is. Now, sir, he does talk about salvation, how to how to get that if you're not if you're not saved. But I would say that his main message is for those who have already been saved, who are already saved. And he's saying, look, I want you. uh, And he said this, too. I don't want anybody to go to hell. That's his salvation message and saying, like, this is what you need to do. But if you're already saved, repent and become a better steward and a better messenger of the gospel. And there's nothing wrong with that. Being convicted is actually a good thing. That means that you actually have the Holy Spirit inside you doing work. If you're not convicted, that's a big problem. If if someone says you're sinning and you're like, no, I'm not. Well, guess what? (laughs) You've got a problem because inside of you, you don't have the Holy Spirit and your spirit is not striving to be righteous like God. You're okay with just filth and, and unrighteousness. And, that, and, and you know what? The Holy Spirit doesn't like that. So if someone comes up to you and your brother says, you know what? You're sinning. 
And you're like, no, maybe I don't know. I don't think so. And they bring another brother and say, hey, you're sinning. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Now let me check this out. You know, so that's the key, right? Is that you're it's all about what your spirit is. The flesh is going to betray you all the time. It is. It's just the way it's going to be until we're raptured and resurrected. But you know what? We can have one of the fruits of the spirit, right? Is self-control, right? And so that we we can have that control over our flesh and we can and we can strive every single day to be have that armor on so that we don't give in, so that we die daily to those sins, right? So I think that's Amen. like I said, I think that we're all in agreement on this. It's just some words will turn off certain people and maybe some delivery will too. That's all. Very well said. I agree with you. All right, guys, um, we're out of time here, but, uh, you know, again, it's, we're not on our clock, right? I've mentioned this before. This is, we're on the Lord's clock and, uh, Dustin, you, you know, that, uh, certainly being busy for the Lord. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, thank you for what you do and thank you for coming on with us again. Sorry. We gotta have Dustin back. I mean, we gotta hear more. And you know what? I'll come back, man. Listen, Dustin, I do come back. I would love to talk about current events with you because there are a lot of current events going on and maybe Greg, maybe next week we can spend more time on that. Yeah. Yeah. that We would love to have that. And uh, you know, brother Bob will be back with us as well. Dustin, everyone you, everyone uh, wants us to talk about CERN. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, are you making a video about CERN? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Dude, we might, dude, we all might have to make I a video about CERN, like right? This much, but I have so many people requesting to talk about it. So I, now, yeah. I'm, now I'm having to research and like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> I know. Well, maybe you can come back next week. Maybe, Greg, I don't know if we have another person coming on, but you might want to consider if we don't having Dustin back so that we can talk about some current events. Yeah, no, I, I think we're going to, we're actually going to calm down on having uh, new guests anyway, um, certainly. Okay. Um, for a while, um, just you know, I, just kind of making the uh, decision there. Um, but what we will do is have uh, Dustin come back with us uh, yeah. if you're up for it, if you're willing and uh, available. I actually, I'm getting raptured. I'm getting raptured. So yeah, oh, oh well, <laughs> not- so are you saying <laughs> that we're not? <laughs> I'm saying you're coming with me, so we won't have to okay, be here, man. Okay, there we go. Fine. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll to go, or, we'll, or we'll talk next week, <laughs> or we'll just have to have the discussion in heaven. Then I guess hey, that sounds um, good to me. <laughs> all right, guys, um, thank you for right. coming on. Thank you for everything. Uh, once again, I, I thank all all of you, the audience, um, for your participation, your comments. Um, sometimes it can, you know, we can all, we can a little get, we can get a little passionate, of course, um, specifically in different areas of, of, um, scripture. Um, but you know, I think, I think bring Patrick back just every once in a while, just to cut me off. I mean, he's the only one who ever does. <laughs> Let's be I, honest. He's the only one who ever does. So that's good. Well, well, I think it was, I think it was good. I think this was a good one. Um, you know, definitely different from what, you know, our usual format, I think, but, uh, that's okay. We do these every once in a while. Um, and, uh, brother Bob, if you're out there watching, we'll see you next week. Yeah, this is all Bob's fault. Yeah. <laughs> next week we'll get back to normal. God bless you all. Thanks for God bless. Ciao. God, God bless. bless.